I don't know a whole lot about astrology. Like, I know that there's, like, your rising signs and stuff and other things, but I I just know that I'm a Pisces. <laughs> like, I've never done my, like, natal chart before. I didn't even hear about that, really, until a couple years ago when my friend mentioned it, and I was like, I... I don't know what you're talking about. And then she started like going through my stuff and I was like, I don't, cool, like I never heard of this before, so yeah. Welcome back to 14 Speaks, a 14 East Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Karina Smith, joined with Dylan Van Sickle. When it comes to astrology, most people have a pretty simplistic definition and kind of a general but vague understanding of what it is. To put it simply, it's the study of the stars and the planets and relating it to how it affects us here on Earth. Ancient Babylonians are credited with the creation of astrology thousands of years ago. They soon introduced it to the Greeks, and it was embraced by the Romans, whose names for different signs are still used today. While early astrology was used to bring a sense of order to the chaos of the world, it was soon used to predict weather patterns before transforming into the personality descriptor it is seen as now. Today, most people's interest in astrology never goes any further than their sun sign, which is the sign that is given to them based purely off the date they were born. The sun sign is what everyone is familiar with. When a person gossips, they blame it on the fact that they are a Gemini. And another will say they procrastinated too much because their Pisces is showing through. The focus on the sun sign came around in the 1930s, when newspaper horoscopes took off as people wanted to have some semblance of understanding of the future. Now we see horoscopes in magazines, astrology memes on Twitter, and people wear their zodiac signs with pride. Astrology is seen as nothing more than a conversation piece, and most don't acknowledge the science that it takes to understand the meaning of the cosmos around them and how it correlates to their lives. There are still practicing astrologers, however. They take the centuries-old practice of mapping the skies and understanding what it truly means for those of us here on Earth. I spoke with Brian Alamina, the astrologist behind the blog Solrise Astrology, where he writes posts that help people to understand how the positioning of the stars and planets affects their day-to-day lives. So my understanding of astrology has developed largely or very, very, uh, very influentially by simply watching where the planets are on a day-to-day basis and how my life is unfolding relative to where I see the planets, you know. So just watching the planets in connection with my own life has been, um, you know, a, a great teacher. What are some of the big misunderstandings that people tend to have when they first walk into astrology? Yeah, I think that um, I think probably the most misunderstood piece of, of astrology has to do with the idea that astrology is a deterministic system that the planets, you know, determine your fate. And the reality is that if we accept that our free will has power, then you know we are conscious co-creators of our life experience. So that means that we can make intentional choices that work with the planetary energies to unfold our lives in a way that gives us a sense of greater purpose and meaning. And so I think that astrology as you know something like fortune telling or prediction, um, tends to be how a lot of people think about astrology, but um, it's really something much more, more, more deep than that. 
And um, my goal is to help people understand how they can be a more conscious participant in the unfolding of their life in, in cooperation with the planetary energy. My personal outlook, and a lot of astrologers share this, not everybody, but my personal outlook is that the planets don't actually directly affect us. They are synchronous with the unfolding of consciousness on, on Earth. And so what we're really looking at is a map that is reflecting back to us, you know, what what is going on and the timings and, you know, allows us a, a portal, if you will, into deeper understanding. People have become increasingly obsessed with astrology lately, and they tend to seek it out through social media a lot, especially Twitter. So what do you think has been lost in translation about what astrology really is and what people are finding online? There's, you know, there's like anything on the internet, on the web, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of people putting information out there. And and some of it's good and some of it maybe not so much. I think that what gets lost in translation is the idea that you and the planets are in a sense one. There isn't a separation between you and what the planets are doing in the sky. As, as I said before, the planets are reflecting your own inner process. And so I think that that gets lost out of a, a sense that, oh, you know, the planets are doing this to me, or, you know, I don't have, uh, I have very little say, or, or there's, there's little I can do about, you know, what's going on. And that they're, you know, that, that we're sort of caught in this, this matrix that we have to sort of manage and, and get through. Whereas um, I think what's more true and more important to understand is that the life experience that's unfolding through you is coming from within you. Of course, we are influenced by outer forces, but those planetary energies that we're reading or the, the, the charts, the transits, the, the astrology that we're reading is actually a core part of, of what we are and is emanating from within us. And, and I think that a greater understanding of that can help, um, help us use astrology in a more effective way. Welcome back to 14 Speaks. I'm Dylan Van Sickle. This week, I had the pleasure of speaking with Susan Goodell, a financial astrologer based in Chicago. Goodell has over 30 years of experience in the commodity futures business. As a financial astrologer, Goodell blends her career in finance with astrology to better understand how companies and markets operate. Well, for example, um, besides the market kind of work, where what you're looking for and what my book is about really is taking a look at how individual markets respond to the planets just like people do. You know, they each have a birth chart like we do for when they first started trading. And so you watch how the planets go around that chart and you see what's activated at big price moves. Um, that's one part. The other part from a business and financial astrology perspective is that once again, I mean, if you think of a company as an individual entity, like a person, and I'm, and this is where I get into my marketing background, you know, where, where companies have brands and brand identity, personality, that I think I can see in an astrology chart of when the company was born. And so if you can figure that 
the company has a personality and brand that is not unlike an individual's personality and brand. Then you can begin to take a look at how a company can launch a new product. When's a good time to do that? When's a good time to make sales calls? When should we launch a website? Like never during a Mercury retrograde. You know, things like that, that you can make business decisions uh, that astrology can help you with. While Goodell has always been interested in astrology, she goes on to explain how she began to dive deeper into the discipline. There was an astrology conference in the suburbs that I went to, and two things happened there. One, I came away after a week of going to classes and listening to speakers, and I didn't really know what they were talking about, and I couldn't <laughs> laugh at the jokes because I just didn't know enough. And But I'm a good note taker, and so I took lots of notes, and I was just like hanging on every word. And even though that was so intense, my mind at the end of the week was just refreshed. Since then, Goodell's experience has given her a practical understanding of astrology in relation to a person's life. The more you know, the more you learn, the more you see it actually playing out in your life so that you get that confirmation that, oh yeah, that energy does exist, doesn't it? Oh, it did play out like that. I should pay attention. Be proactive with how to use it. You know, that's the, that's the key, I think, about astrology and understanding how the planets are moving in relationship to your own natal horoscope chart, is that there's a time for everything in life. And your horoscope chart, which is the, you know, the round wheel that shows you that it's really just a snapshot of where the planets were when you were born, that's, that stays the same all the time, right? But then planets keep going around and around and around and around, like the back of a watch. And sometimes there's several that click in all at once, and sometimes there's just one or two. And you can know when that's coming and how that might play out based on where it, what planets it hits in your chart and what house they're in. And so you can prepare to use the energy in the best way possible, uh, which I think is the, the really cool thing. Or if it's difficult, then just know going in, okay, this is going to be hard. And so be prepared for hard. The best part is that you know that when it will be over. So it, it's not exactly trying to tell the future. It's just kind of helping you prepare uh, by judging the alignment of the planets in relation to your sign or is it connected to your month? kind of the same thing but even more specific than that for sure your son and the day you were born because that's where your son is in your horoscope chart but there's nine other planets that also have a spot in the chart that represent different things like your energy love ability to be responsible ability to be imaginative all sorts of things and so all the planets are going around them and hitting all your natal planets um, at different times and at different speeds. It's not predicting the future. It's because we all have the choice on what to do with the energy that is presented. And the, the choices, and, and most times there is a continuum of, of energy. There's high road versus low road interpretations of the energy. And so if you do nothing, you can tend toward the low road. But if you know it's coming, then you can make it for best and highest good use over here, right? So that that's the, the beauty of it, I think. Like going back on to how you can like see see that from like a hundred years, do you feel like technology overall has really helped expand on this field of astrology? Absolutely. 
I had to take, when I was studying, I had to take a class on how to cast an astrological chart manual. And I, I tend to transpose numbers, and there's a big, long formula on how to do it. <laughs> and if you mess something up here at the top, it's wrong all the way to the end, and you would have to start over and do it. I have the greatest respect for people who practiced astrology before the age of computers when they had when they literally had to do this all by hand. Really complicated calculations to find out the cusps of the houses and um, where the planets were and how to compare them all. Right now all I do is I go to my software program and I type in a date and a location and I hit a button and there it is. Goodell is also the organizer of the Chicago Astrology Meetup Group. They meet up on the full moon of each month, and it's an opportunity to mingle, compare charts, and ask any questions you might have about astrology. The best part? No experience necessary. Goodell's second book, Trading in Sync with Commodities, Introducing Astrology to Your Financial Toolbox, will be available on April 16th. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of 14 Speaks. Our show is produced by Karina Smith and me, Dylan Van Sickle. Feel free to check out the magazine in its entirety at 14eastmag.com. See you next time.